Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Dish, trusted and innovation solution basketball training machines. Check out their revolutionary skill building program at drdishbasketball.com. Welcome to Fadeaways at Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano. Today's guest, Tony Vesituro, joins the show. We talk hoops, life. Let's dive right in with Coach Tony. Let's just dive right in, homie. So with this whole coronavirus thing happening, obviously basketball has come to a standstill, not only for the NBA, but for youth players, college players, uh, high school players, uh, people all over the globe. You know, you're obviously a skill trainer with Jordan Lolly mm-hmm. um, out there in the hub of Irvine, Orange County. Man, it's, you know, it's affecting, affecting us guys? like it's affecting everybody else. It's been, uh, it's been a challenge, you know, both – both mentally and from a, from a business standpoint, but um, you know, we're, we're off court at the moment, but I think it's been a good, good time for us to kind of take a step back and, you know, people in general, just to kind of refocus and realign and see what's important in life. You know, a lot of people are getting to spend a lot of time with their families that they don't, they don't get there. I keep spinning it, trying to keep it positive. They're kind of given the gift of time. Um, You know, I almost wish I had a a wife and kids right now uh, because I'd be able to, you know, kind of grow with them, but I'm getting a lot of self growth in and, and it's, it's good, man. I'm taking a lot of time to, to, you know, focus on me and some, some projects. And I think that that's what people should be doing instead of dwelling on, you know, what this is taking away from me. It's, you know, how can I be prepared for when this is over and, and wh- how can I grow during this time? Cause honestly, nobody knows when this is going to end or what it's going to look like when it's over. So, you know, <clears throat> I've always been a believer can't stress over what you can't control and this is way above our heads so just got to take it day by day and uh you know we're, we're doing that and we're staying in contact with each other we are continuing to push each other making sure we're growing and i hope that you know everyone does that with their with their circle the one thing i did like that you uh pointed out was that this gets to realign you as a player and get you focused back to some of those grassroots stuff yep. that you kind of got away from. Um, and that's the one thing I've been homing in with my son. Um, I've been doing a lot more uh, conditioning with him. Uh, that's our daily exercise. He, he was not getting that five or six days a week. That's now awesome. he's running three awesome. miles a day, six days a week. Uh, right. He only kind of did some weightlifting training, some calisthenics, plyometrics twice a week. Now we're doing that five days a week we're getting up shots and we're working on our handles better, um, getting our handles better, but more with our left and our right and our court vision awareness and film breakdown. Can you tell me why it is so important? You know, man, I truly believe that, uh, well, first off, I just want to shout out E. I see you putting that work in bro. That pays off. And for any kid that's any kid that's listening, man, it's the consistent everyday deposit. So, uh, just keep up to that. Uh, second, I want to touch on the aspect of film breakdown. 
once you, I mean, nowadays, you know, high school teams even up have that access. Um, but I truly believe that every, obviously everyone has their own way of learning, but I believe that everybody is a visual learner in some capacity. Everyone is learning on the computer um, or the TV, watching things, um, you know, reading things or seeing it. It's all kind of visual. You're seeing it with your eyes. And I, I really believe videos and film breakdown. I mean, film always tells the truth, right? Film will never lie. And so you have the ability to see how the game is being broken down, um, see your mistakes, see what you do well. And you, it, it allows you to prepare for things kind of before they happen because, you know, the sport becomes reactionary very quickly. You know, things are moving very fast and players get sped up and that's where mistakes can happen. But if you're able to see scenarios over and over and time and time again on video and you're able to see the correct ways to, you know, there's not one way to do anything. I love, you know, Cody Topper, uh, one of the best in player development, especially breaking down film when it comes to that. He talks about, you know, how we're trying to create artists and give them the paintbrush, so to speak. So we're not saying, hey, you know, you come off a middle pick right. and roll and the defense is corralling or zoning. You only have a pocket pass option or you only have a two dribble pull up. That's not the case. We're trying to through video. We can see what other players do well, what other players have struggled to do um, and, and what works in every single scenario. And when you have a situation, video allows you to see that there's five plus solutions to every situation and that right. let that allows for creativity and i think that's huge and so with that you know you can develop your game and your iq especially in times like this like let's say you're injured or the game's taken away from us right now like people are like how do i get better well freaking watch basketball man like become a student of the game you don't like coaches they have insane basketball iqs and they're spending hundreds if not thousands of hours breaking down film like there's no that's no coincidence. Um, right. So it's just those mental reps. And then you're able to see things a lot, you know, slower on core, even before they happen. And then on the flip side, it allows you to see, you know, weaknesses and strengths of other, your other players and in, in, in your opponents and allows you to game plan and attack them and, and what, what it may be. You know, I know again, at the high school level, that's not really common, but when every kid, I'm pretty sure that plays a sport, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, you name it, they, their goal is to play at the next level. And if you want to play at the next level, the best of them, they get in that they get in extra film time. They want to see what their coaches see. They watch film on their own. Like it's part of the process, man. And then take it a step further. The best like that have ever played this game. Take your Michael Jordans, your Kobe Bryant's, you know, your LeBron James's. Um, I, I'm just gonna say Chris Paul, not no knock on him, but I know that I'm not saying he's one of the best players ever, but I know that this dude's like breaks down film like crazy. And it's the stuff that they're able to do on core is because of their, they've seen it a thousand times and they can share that knowledge with their teammates. And it just, dude, it's just a whole nother dimension uh, of basketball that players, uh, unfortunately they don't have. And I think that it's honestly, if not like a quarter of your player development and your IQ, it, it might be like half. Um, wow. Mental okay. aspect. Yeah. It really might be. <clears throat> okay. Now see for my son, I'll go tell him, hey, dude, we, we got to do some film breakdown. And he'll be like, all right, yeah, 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 okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it on my own. And then I'll go in his room, and he's got his iPad or whatever, and he's on YouTube. But right. then he's watching, like, Kyrie Irving, or he is watching a Chris Paul, or he's watching breakdowns of, like, tutorials on how to do their moves or their highlights. And I'm like, no, man, I don't <laughs> need you to do a five-dribble combo move. I don't. You're not that kid anyways. 
<laughs> like you don't have that much sauce and that's okay. Um, what I tend to do is I have him watch more college film where they're breaking down an offense or they're breaking down um, a certain action on defense um, and how multiple teams are breaking that in and for success, you know, they're breaking down their defense in for success, whether it's a tip dunk, whether it's a kick out to the corner for a three, whatever action it is. Um, I try to tend to get him to look at college film more versus anything else, because I feel that that is the next building block from high school. Right. Right. What do you think? So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think it's great that kids have access nowadays to literally everything. Right. So the world is at your fingertips. I definitely condone getting on YouTube and watching some stuff. Um, there's some, there's a lot of good things. You just have to pick the right stuff. Right. So like not everyone has access to, you know, synergy and second spectrum and like video editing software stuff. So what you can do is you can just go on and type like Luka Doncic in the pick and roll in passing. Right. And right. so you can really dissect passing out of the pick and roll. And at any time and point you're watching, whether it's highlights or just a game, one of the biggest things I try and tell young kids and they're trying to like learn how to watch is you can't be a fan of the game. You need to be a student of the game. Okay. Wow. Okay. And so, you know, there basketball is a sexy sport. We're seeing dunks, you know, great passes, six shots, moves. That's, that's great. But instead of being one of those people that are ooing and eyeing, like, what do you, you know, why did that work versus, or like, why did that not work? Or what situation did that work in trying like, you know, I always like to watch a clip full speed, like once or twice, and then slow it down. That's me, right? So I'm going back and I'm like, okay. But now I start to, when I break it down, I'm looking at the body mechanics of an offensive player, what the defense on ball is doing, you know, what is the rotations looking like off ball, what actions are happening, like what scenario is this working in? And, and with that, you're able to see like the progressions and what other players are doing. And I want to take that a step further. When kids and I, you know, I even get caught up doing this when we watch games or watch basketball, everyone ball watches, right? Cause that's where right. the action is. So I challenge kids to pick players that they do love. Let's say, you know, Kyrie Irving is your favorite player. Stare at Kyrie Irving the entire basketball game and see what he does because everyone's like, what do I do with the ball? You know, what is he doing? And these, and it gets, it's falsified because you're never going to have the ball in your hands as much as a Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry, like those are the 1% of the 1% when it comes to point guards right. or, you know, the studies in basketball have shown, like, I think when Clay dropped his 60 points, he had the ball in his hands for like a minute and 20 seconds or something like that. Like you do not have the ball in your hands that much. So how are you going to impact the game? How are you going to get open? How are you going to, you know, set up your defender to, to even get open and catch and shoot? How are you, how do these players play defense? How are their rotations? What do they look like? Like, these are the things that are really going to take your game to the next level. Cause everyone, everything that's available to you by the internet is pretty much what to do with a basketball, which is great. I'm not saying that's not valuable information, but what I'm saying is watching film in college is a great start. There's no right or wrong answer of what to watch. College is great. Even some overseas basketball is like really good. And then I pers I like breaking down a lot of NBA because I think that, you know, we have a copycat sport. And so what people do it, certain the highest level it trickles down eventually right. and uh they uh, obviously they are by far the most skilled skilled athletes and 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 players that we have in the game but um when you're watching say you're watching college man go watch go watch a
Oregon basketball game and watch Peyton Pritchard for the entire 40 minutes. I don't think he's playing all 40 minutes, right. but I'm sure he's getting 36 minutes a game. Watch him for all 36 minutes a game and watch what the guy, watch how the kid impacts the game in other spots and watch what you are, you're able to learn and take away. And I, and I want to add to that. I know it's a lot, but what coaches do, man, like what great coaches do. I, I last summer I had a, the opportunity to listen to Mike D'Antoni and um, a couple others speak. And they were talking about what, like how you, like we send our players out to like, Hey, try and improve on like one to two things this off season. And how can we as coaches do the same? And so if players, like if you take a 12 year old, right. If you spend every off season trying to improve your like IQ, like, Hey, I just want to break down offensive sets. Okay. So focus on nothing but sets or, Hey, it's, it's, it may seem mundane and boring, but break down how, how to be a better rebounder one summer or, you know, different options out of a baseline out of bounds or how, like, dude, I'm telling you, if you focus on one thing, like w- watch how much you grow in it. And then you piece those things together and you get like the whole, the whole pie, so to speak when it comes to your IQ. And then you're walking into college, you know, six, seven years of development way ahead of, of players. That's going to give you an advantage, man, at every level. Yeah, no, and I love that. And I think that's why I like Elijah watching um, more college than anything is because of all of the defensive sets that you're allowed to run. Like in the NBA, it's to man to man, right? Right. So, for the most part. So yes. that's why I like the college sets. You know, someone's going to throw a two three at you. They're going to throw a man blitz. They're going to throw a a one three one. They're going to throw a one one three. Like it's just, you know, they're full court press. You have everything. So. For me, I want him to understand those defenses and then what is going to work for him. Absolutely. You know, on the offensive side. That's why I want him to do it. Like, he can go to his friends and be like, hey, guys, they're running this. So, normally we don't run a a 4-1. But if we run a 4-1 with a flat screen up top, I can get open. You guys can uh, exchange. One guy can do a, a lift or a drift or a cut. You know, it, it's kind of almost that simple where I can draw it up as well when we call a timeout. But he's already understanding and, and being a floor general out there telling his players what they can possibly do as the point guard. Do you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, dude, I think that's awesome. I think the like it's kind of falling in line with like giving them the tools, right? And so you're talking, you know, I love that example. So you take it, say – Hey, we got a two, three zone. We're facing like, what are the weak points of this zone? And then how do we beat that? And then see what the creativity aspect of it. It could be very rudimentary. Right. 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 Like, Oh, Hey dad, I got someone in the, you know, dunker spot or short porch. We're going to flash them to the nail. Well, what happens when the defense takes that away? You know? And so you're kind of seeing what he's, what his thought process is and walking through it. And then you, you'd be surprised, man. I've seen some, <laughs> some kids see some like very interesting things in the past, you know, cause you know, obviously everywhere you go, Every AAU club program, every high school, every coach is different, has their own philosophy. And at the end of the day, whatever your coach is teaching you, like that's what's right. 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 So in that time, if your coach is saying, hey, this is how we beat a 2-3 zone. Well, that's what you got to go with because that's your system. I'm not saying, you know, basketball is not black and white. It's played in the gray area. Right. And there's a lot of different ways to do things. And so what you're doing is great, man. Giving the freedom, it, it's, it comes back to, you know, not creating robots and creating more artists and giving them, giving them that blank canvas and just being like, Hey man, this is, this is a way to beat a zone or this is the weak points of the zone. Like how are you going to, how are you going to get the ball here? 
and, and why don't you tell me and show me or tell your teammates and, and see what it see what it does, man. There's nothing like that that real life experience. Yeah, and that, that's the main way I like to play. You know, we 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 get hit with um, different defenses all the time. We'll try to pinpoint where the weak part is on their defense, and we'll say whether one guy's got a flash to the middle, one guy's got to come up high, and we got to swing the ball here, and then from there it's now it's five on five or now it's three three on one or three on two if we can get the the swing pass um open quick enough this is what we're going to break it down this is how we break these guys down like i i don't want to do robots i have everybody has a green light obviously from the center all the way to the point guard to shoot I, i think that's the way it needs to be played at a young age i don't think anyone should have handcuffs on them. Um, I think if Man. you do do that at such a critical age at 13 and 14 years old, you're just um, setting them up for failure in high school. Dude, I thank you so much. I could not agree more. I cannot stand when you take kids who are 11, 12, 13, and you're like, this is the only way to do it. Or you're not allowed to do X, Y, and Z because of your age. And it's like, dude, we have to let kids fail. Right. How else are they going to let, how else are they going to learn how else are they going to be creative? How else are they going to be able to see what they can and can't do? Like it's dude, that's so freaking spot on. I like we didn't, you know, our parents didn't baby us and walk us, you know, every walk us to school. And Hey, this is like, that's not, that's not how life works, man. Like eventually you got to figure stuff out on your own. So you're only doing a disservice to your kid or your players by just trying to bo- put them in a box and being like, this is the only way to, and then, like you said, they're, they're putting the strength, the strengths on them. And they're kind of like, looking over their shoulder, they're like, well, I know that this isn't really a good shot. Or, and it's like, how do you, how are they going to learn and how are they going to figure that out? Like creativity and imagination, man, the longer kids hold on to that, the more success they're going to have. Like they really are. Yeah. I, I truly, truly believe in that. Um, what, what are your thoughts on work ethic as of now? I mean, obviously, you know, a player can get in the gym with you, whether they're from a, a pro overseas, NBA, college, all the way down to the youth level, they can get in the gym with you and Jordan and Spencer. And, you know, you, you guys are more like, um, you guys help them motivate, you know, you, you get them, you give them that kick in the butt to, to push harder. But what about work ethic at home? How how do they bring that self out of them themselves? Yeah, that's a good, that's a great question, man. I know, I know in our gym, you know, it also helps. I want to give credit, where credit is due, um, our team is phenomenal. That one we're of the surrounded best. with, you know, like, like you said, Jordan Spencer, and I appreciate it, and, and Max, and everything that we do. But you know, it comes down to uh, like we have an incubator for success where we are, and players are able to come in and see our our pros, like our we call them our like our OG guys. You know, right. like your Jerome Randalls, your Casey Rivers. You know, you, guys that have been around for ten plus years and, and see that their work ethic at their level and and guys are able to feed off that um you know we get nba guys in the gym as well and but like guys are like man this dude's like 32 and he's that good and he still works that hard every day they're like damn that elevates them so so I, we give credit where credit is due like our our pros the way that they give back to our guys and able to like take younger guys under their wing man it's it's something special but how you know how do we get that out of them or how does any kid anywhere that doesn't have that resource stay motivated, man. That's great. I I think that, I mean, the word complacency, it just shouldn't exist in your vocabulary. Right. So you you shouldn't be okay with like, 
the circumstances right now suck for everybody when it comes to trying to get better. You know, every state and every area is a little bit different. Some people may have access to hoops. Some people may not, but that's no excuse to like what you can and can't do. All right. Uh, my best piece of advice right now would just to just be like, try and be a sponge, man, and try and soak up every piece of advice that you can and try and, you know, try and read as much, try and watch as much, try and listen to as many things as you can podcasts and, and, and different like coaching talks, but you, you got to get out and put the work in still. Okay. There's no, there's no secret sauce. You got to still work on your body. You got to try and do body weight exercises. You got to try and you can, there's somewhere where you can be doing ball handling exercises every single day. Right. And so no one has too good of a handle to be like, Oh, I don't need to work on my handle. That's complete BS. Every single player right now could challenge themselves to do like, dude, do 20 to 30 minutes of ball handling a day and watch what this does for you. Like you may, your shot may suck when you get, when you get back or your finishing may be a little rusty, but those things come back very quickly. Like your handle is pretty hard to get back a, and B, you don't need a rim or a court. Everyone's got like a driveway or something. Get outside and do ball handling. Another thing you should be doing is you could be doing form shooting every single day. And as mundane as that sounds or seems, the, you know, you know, pro, like one of the things you can do is just lay on your back, have the ball right by your forehead in your hand and just form shoot. Make sure your elbow gets locked out. You snap your wrist. Ball comes straight up, straight down, like. Do do three, four hundred of those a day and see what that does to your arm. Yeah. You, you keep that consistent wrist snap, that follow through, like watch what that does to you because upper body mechanics are a huge part of our shot. And it seems boring, but like, dude, we used to, I mean, you know, you're a little older than me. I don't know if you grew up with TV, but when I used to grow up, I used to watch TV and have commercials, man. I would just be sitting there form shooting all day. Like, why not? Like, it's a great tool for you for, for success. And you don't need a hoop or you can stay indoors. Like, there's no... There's no excuse to not be working on your game right now. Bro, there there was one television in my house. So if my mom or my dad were on it and there wasn't a basketball game being played on it, I was literally in my room with some type of hip-hop on, whether it was Pac, Nas, Tribe Call Quest, Gangstar, and I was form <laughs> shooting or dribbling. I hear you, bro. Mine was more Get Rich or Die Trying album, but hey, you know, a little different times. <laughs> Still good stuff. <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah, I, I totally get that. It's it's funny because, like, Elijah, since he was young, like, he started really, really started training and playing, like, at nine. So, from then till now, he's 13. When I go outside to go shoot with him, I make him shoot his form shots. And, of course, he gets bored. And he's like, oh, I'm like, dude, this is just what you got to do. I mean, I did it. I grew up doing it. This is what you do. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, this is, this is just like your religion. This is, this is what you do. And see, and kids don't realize, man, that like pros don't do different things. They just do things differently. And I'm going to say that again, professional athletes do not do different things. They just do things differently. Okay. So you guys are, you know, most people don't have, haven't seen an NBA workout up close and personal. I promise you that every player has their routine. They come in the gym, they get their body right. Some spend 10 minutes getting warmed up since some spend 30 minutes getting warmed up. So they don't just hop on court a B they're doing some kind of form shooting. They're by the rim. They're within five to seven feet. They're getting their touch, right? Whether it's like one hand floaters one day, but everyone has a form shooting progression, man. 
And so don't think you're above it. I'll, I'll never forget. I was like 22, 23, and a good buddy of mine, Dustin Aubert, he's a uh, head JUCO coach at Solano men's basketball in Northern California. He got me into a workout to watch Steph Curry, and I had like never seen an NBA player up close and personal. And I was like, dude, I'm so excited. I'm going to learn so much, like blah, blah, blah. This dude, Steph Curry, did literally no exaggeration, one dribble pull-ups to the left elbow for 45 minutes straight in his workout. And I'm like, dude, what the F am I wasting my time for watching this? <laughs> like, I didn't understand, you know, I'm 22. Like, I really don't see the value. And I'm like, bro, this is a waste of my time. And then I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If this dude is at the level of play that he's at, he's already, you know, MVP caliber player in the NBA. And he's doing one dribble pull-ups. And he's already, like, one of the best shooters we've ever seen. What does that say about him? And what does that say about, like, my my approach to the situation? And so it really made me take a step back. And then like, I've, I've had the luxury of, you know, again, training and being around NBA guys and overseas pros that they do form shooting and they still do. They understand the rudimentary stuff needs to get done every single day. Yeah. So don't think that you're above getting up form shots or anything like those are, you should have your daily vitamins, right? Again, I'm stealing this from Cody. Yeah. I appreciate you. Coach Robert. You have your daily vitamins, man. When my players get in the gym, they have a very, like, set way of doing – getting their finishing and shooting up every single day. Like, in their refined skills that they need to, to do within, like, 10 to 15 minutes. And, you know, they breeze through these things, and then, boom, we're on to the, the meat and potatoes of our work. Like, you got to get uh, something that works for you that you should do every single day, and form shooting should be that. Oh, yeah, 100. I mean, I'm just very blessed – to be in your guys' circle and that Elijah has seen multiple pro workouts, NBA workouts, overseas workouts, um, train with you guys, been around other trainers. And so I adopt those habits and those things to our home gym. And so when we go and train, it's you're like you said, it's just like Cody Topper said, these are our daily vitamins. We are going to shoot our form shots for 10 minutes until I feel as your coach, you're ready to progress into the next stage. We are going to dribble for five to seven minutes and get a nice sweat. It doesn't have to be anything that, um, you know, Kyrie is doing, but we're going to hit our pounds. We're going to hit our double crosses. We're going to hit our scissors. We're going to hit our behind the backs. We're going to hit all of our necessary moves that we need to get loose and get mentally ready to get our workout in. Um, and that's it, man. But, and this is where the creativity aspect comes into it. And there's no right or wrong thing, like you're saying. I, if kids keep a focus of balance and footwork and everything that they do, they're fine. Get creative, man. There's no right or wrong answer. Right. And I, I, I completely agree with that. What, what about on the conditioning aspect? How important is conditioning as of now? Because kids aren't even playing five on five. They're not playing. Um, I mean, if they have a, a sibling or somebody, they might be playing one on one. Well, yeah, if they're I mean, an only child, they're kind of screwed. Yeah, man, there's no way to replicate five-on-five five game action, um, and there's no way to replicate, you know, game shape for any sport. So there's not – you know, you're going to lose it. Call spade a spade. Like, there's you're you're going to be out of shape when it comes to game action. Um, you could do your best to try and do, like I'm, – I'm a big proponent of, like, high-intensity interval training. Yes. And – trying to get workouts in, you know, that's just an acronym for HIT, H-I-I-T. You can just literally go to YouTube and be like, HIT workouts. Um, anything that keeps your heart rate moving right now, and again, it focuses a lot on, like, balance and footwork, 
there's no right or wrong answer. I mean, if you're just going out and jogging, you're not doing yourself any good. Uh, and there's no benefit to that really. There's not. So you're better off like going to a field or whether it's your street or whatever the case may be and just doing like 40 yard sprints or replicating, you know, and when I say 40 yard sprints, I mean like all out sprints, yes. um, you know, sprint as fast as you can for 40 yards, rest 30 seconds, do it again, do 10 of those, see, see how much that wins you or, or do a bunch of suicides, man, set up. Like you got to try and get creative defensive slides, like whatever the case may be, you're ne- you're not going to be able to stay in game shape. But the worst thing you could do right now is to just be like, well, there's nothing I could do. Like I might as well just sit on my ass and play video games. Like, dude, no, there's so much time in your day right now. Like there's a time and a place. Yes for your sanity right now there should be time for you to chill and play video games with your boys but you need to get outside and run and try and be creative and all out sprints keep your lungs you know with oxygen getting into your lungs and those kinds of things like it's so important to try your best to stay in shape work on try and find deficiencies man you can never work on balance too much like single leg stuff and and trying to strengthen your core like there's a lot of things you can do from body weight exercises there's a lot of great strength and conditioning coaches on Instagram and Twitter. And there's a lot of them on YouTube. Like you can look up stuff to do with zero equipment. Oh, I know and you, that and you should be doing that. You're a hundred percent. I mean, this weekend, yesterday, actually, uh, <laughs> I made Elijah and I, we uh, measured out 94 feet outside of our house. We did 94 feet, marked it. And we ran 30 second suicide sprints, eight sets. Yeah. Savage. I love it. <laughs> He was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm measuring out 94 feet. He was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was like, the court? I was like, yeah, 94 feet, dude. You're on an NBA court, bro. Welcome. <laughs> and I had him doing suicides back and forth, touching the X for 30 seconds, 30 seconds off, and 30 seconds on. We did eight sets. You're crazy, man. I love it. <laughs> I freaking love it. But I got to keep him in shape, man. Do you do? I mean, I mean, there's really like you said, there's no way to not there's nothing really wrong when it comes to it. It's just you got to get creative, man. And you Elijah's in a great spot, man. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people have a lot of people in their lives who are home and, and are pushing them in those kinds of things. So be, you know, be grateful if you have a dad or a mom or anybody in your corner that's like, hey, man, like, let's go work out. Let's do this. Like, don't don't get annoyed by it. Like, it's a blessing, man. Take the time and be grateful and, and get those uh, deposits in with that person. Absolutely. Well, you know, he helps me too. Cause you know, I, I tore my well, Achilles, you know, I, I know he's him. motivated, man. He's, he's abnormal. Yeah. I, you know, you're right. But you know, I tore my Achilles. I was like, you know, basically Kevin Durant. It took me a year. I had surgery at the end of February. It's yeah. been a little over a year now. And I just started running about a month ago, but he's helping me through it too. Cause unfortunately I, those sprints, I can't sprint. Mine's more like a really mediocre jog, but then he'll go jogging with me for a mile or two. And that helps me because as he's obviously taking off and he's two houses in front of me, I'm trying to catch the kid. Right. Right. So he's, <laughs> you know, he's like the carrot and I'm like the rabbit, like the, competi- to catch hey, the carrot. It's so, competitive nature in all of us, man. Yeah. So he's actually helping me as I help him. Right. You know, you, it's a win win. Let, let, uh, before I let you go, because I, I know you're busy. Um, I just wanted to do something fun. Let's let's talk your top five players of all times in the NBA. 
and we'll I go like and I'll give you my top five. Just something fun for the listeners to hear other than us uh, bantering and telling them what they should be doing and not doing. <laughs> <laughs> respect it. I respect it. Um, man, I like you putting me on the spot. Well, hands down, ever since I was seven years old, big reason I fell in love with the game, Kobe Bryant, man. Um, okay. And I know that, you know, the tragedy everyone had to deal with, you know, recently with him passing, but just what he did for the game and for me in life uh, mentally and with his approach to everything is just like, bar none he he was my sports idol and, and will continue to be for for life so he holds number one man um you're saying who i think are the best five or my favorite your favorite your favorite okay. i was gonna say because i could catch some backlash here real quick with no, I'm about to go. your favorite okay respect respect because obviously i was like well michael jordan is unanimously the greatest player ever but kobe's like nipping at his heels for sure but uh so kobe bryant definitely number one uh, number two for me would be Jason Kidd. I grew up, Ooh. you know, in Connecticut and with my, you know, my dad and I were going to Nets games down at the IZOD Center, and, dude. And like, I think it was called American Airlines at one point back in, uh, you know, wow, early 2000s. And so I, I had the luxury of seeing Jason Kidd, you know, finish his career for the last like seven, eight years, like up close and personal and just fell in love with everything that he did. Um you know, a true blessing. And so he's definitely number two. Okay. On that number note th- of him, number two, really quick. Does he, yep. does Zoe remind you of Jason Kidd a little bit? Um, You know, he gets that comparison a lot. And I think that he does a lot of the, you know, intangible stuff like him. He has the, he kind of has that, that aspect for sure. They're very, there's a lot of similarities. I agree. Um, I just think, you know, I don't know, man. That's a great question. Like he's definitely, the biggest player comparison that I would say, like they both are very underrated defensive players. Obviously the passing, everyone knows that Zoho's shooting has improved a lot and it's going to continue to. So it's, I mean, it's only a matter of time. And I mean, I think what, I think what's really going to hit that comparison is to see. And again, I know this is Zoho's, I think what, he just finished his third year in the league. Yes. It's really, it's really gonna, what's really going to be the like, okay. Yeah. He's Jason Kidd or like him is what he can, bring to his team from like a winning perspective um, and how he can elevate the play of others around him because there's he's undoubtedly a phenomenally talented player it's what can you do to make players around you because obviously you know we know jason kidd could shoot the ball again he didn't really have a shot early on but he developed one of the a shot he's like one of the he's i think he's in top five three point field goal uh makes of all time right and then you know but it's what can you do to make players around you better and i think that's the the next step for Zoe that he could be like Jason Kidd, but yeah, I really yeah, it's do. a great comparison, man. Great, yeah. Okay, what's your third one? Third, um, my my third one is Lamar Odom, and I know this is sounding biased, right? But <laughs> I'm I'm a Lakers fan, man, and I, dude. If here's the thing, okay, here's the thing. You take a look at today's day and age, like he is such a prototypical player and can fit in any offensive system and any team, and he he makes players better. And I love yes. this yes. dude being six ten grabbing the ball from, you know, off the rebound, pushing it. He could shoot. Like, dude, I just loved watching his game and, like, what he did. And he was such a perfect complimentary piece. Uh, and the Lakers would not have won any of those two championships in 09 and 010 without him. I, I, like, fact. That is a fact. And I just loved what he did. Um, so he's number three. And, again, I'm staying with, I'm staying with uh, another Nets player. Uh, then next would be Vince Carter for me. Yes. 
And yes, I love, again, you know, I got to see him up close and personal. I just, dude, I love that dude. He's still playing today. And, you know, it goes without being unsaid. He did have the flash for sure, but love his game. And then last but not least would be uh, Kemba Walker. Um, Yes. So, you know, UConn guy, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I fell in love with him when he was there. But what he's done with his size and his skill set, he's so amazing to watch. He's still, to this day, one of my favorite players to to watch. And, and, and you know, I think he's going to go down as one of those players for me that I just am I'm enamored with his game and what he does. And so, yeah, man, that's my top five. Nice. That's, those I, are my I, favorite players. I'm, what about I'm you? Still, I'm, I'm giving you mine right now, but I'm still tripping on you being a Laker fan from Connecticut. Man, you know what? What pro team from, no, from Connecticut? No, 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 no. Man, well, you know what? It's a Kobe fan, I've, you know, and then from there, you know, people people dog me for all my sports teams. I'm all over the place, man, but I'm just like, I'm loyal, okay? Like, people think I'm a front runner. I'm like, dude, I'm a Jaguars fan in the NFL. Like, the, I'm on the worst side that there ever was, and then they kind of just like, oh, all right. But, you know, Lakers till the day I die, man. I stuck, I stuck with them when they sucked for six years, and we're back on top. Yeah, you guys are back on top. I'm actually kind of angry about that because uh, this was our year looking like we could get a chip, and I don't know if that's going to happen. What my hey man, I'm, stay positive. We're still <laughs> it's still going to happen. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you my top five. Let's hear it. Okay, number one obviously is MJ. I grew up in the era of MJ. It, no, there's no doubt it's MJ. Number two, just because I have a big mouth and talk a lot of crap on the court. I was always a huge fan of KG. Ooh. Loved his heart, loved his mouth. Like, I, dude, I went to, like, six Laker games when they played the Lakers because the Lakers would always boo him, the crowd, and I loved it. And he was just dude, KG's and a, cussing. KG's definitely up there for me. He's a he is, he, his motor is unmatched. Unmatched. Absolutely loved it. So Anything that's the is reason possible. why I love it. Yes. Number three. And I loved watching this man play, Steve Nash. Yes. Oh, dude, he was one of my – he just get the ball, and I would just – like I was like, grinning from ear to ear because <laughs> the stuff that he comes up with was just amazing. His shot, his passing, his hezies. It was just – he was just a phenomenal player. One person that actually made his whole team better around him, I would believe. Absolutely. Um, my fourth best player was – Patrick Ewing. I don't know why, but as a young kid, I was a huge Clipper fan. I've always been. We've sucked always. <laughs> but in this era with him and Michael Jordan, like the Knicks and the Bulls, like I was a huge Jordan fan, of course, but I've always wanted to see another team maybe win a chip. So I always went for the Knicks against them. And so let so- me get this straight. You just hated on me from being from Connecticut and being a Laker fan. And now you're from SoCal. Yeah. And you're rooting for the Knicks, and no, no, I, no, no. I'm the strange dude. No, 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 I'm not rooting for the Knicks. I only rooted for them in the playoffs based because my Clippers were never there. Well, okay, respect. <laughs> we were gone. We were we were sent fishing. We didn't even make the first round. <laughs> so I was, like, watching these games on, on uh, NBC going, all right, we got the Bulls and the Knicks. All right, come on, Knicks. Can we just see somebody else win? <laughs> Seriously. Come on now. Yeah, so I always used to go for Ewing. I'm a huge Ewing fan. I liked him. Um, Fact. Last but not least, dude, Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway. Wow. Run TNC era. Oh, man. <laughs> killer crossover. Loved him. Dude, killer. Yeah. 
You can't but, go wrong. You can't go wrong, man. No, no you cannot. But hey, uh, Tony, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You dropped serious knowledge for the group today. Um, I, I truly, truly thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, I mean, I hope all my boys that are listening on my club teams, people around the world are definitely gained some knowledge of what you spoke today. And thank you very much. Man, I appreciate you having me. It's always a pleasure getting on. And, you know, I'm always a huge proponent for trying to give back and, and give a little insight. And if you, even if you take one thing away from this, man, it's, you know, just try and do that. Everything, everything you listen to, learn, watch, just try and steal one thing and compile your own philosophies. And, and uh, yeah, man, hope, uh, hope you guys got some knowledge from today's podcast and uh, hope, I, hope to be on again soon. Oh, absolutely. You're, you could, you're always welcome on, brother. Always. <laughs>